Hi, my name is Jesper. I do vocals and lyrics in Ghost Stars, and you're listening to Procast. Welcome back to another episode of the broadcast. Uh, today I have a call from Denmark and it's Jesper from Ghost Iris. Hi Jesper, how are you doing? Hey, what's up man? I'm great. Uh, looking forward to the summer arriving soon because it's still kind of cold here in the Copenhagen. So. <laughs> yeah, I think yep. we're, we're, we're all longing for summer. and um, oh, yeah. But before summer there's an album coming out from your band Ghost Iris. It's called yes. Comatose. It's your fourth album, right? Um, fourth full length, yes. Fourth full length album. Awesome. Um, you're still kind of an up and coming band, and you're you're making your ways into the scene. Uh, for those yes. who don't know you yet, maybe you can give us a quick rundown of the story so far uh, from Ghost Iris. Well, we. Uh... Actually, Ghost Iris was like sort of forged in the fire after a band uh, that another band that Nicholas, the guitarist, and I we were in uh, that disbanded because the two other members wanted to do something else. So we we're like, this is not going to slow us down. We're going to stick together, him and I, and we're going to make more music. And this was in 2012. And then later on, we found uh, Sebastian, our drummer. We found him on like an online zine, you know, like a message board thing, whatever the thing it was. He had never been in a band before. He was a virgin, a virgin band member. So, uh, <laughs> but he did great. And he, uh, we had a bunch of auditions, and he was uh, the one that fit both musically and, uh, you know, personally. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, relatability-wise, yeah. we we clicked very well and all that. And then later on, we found uh, Daniel, who uh, we already knew him. We didn't find him. <laughs> we already knew him very well from another band. He's kind of a, a legend in the Danish hardcore metal scene. Uh, he used to be in a band called Scarred by Beauty, but they had disbanded years before. And then we brought him along, and here we are today. Like, yeah, nine years later, and four albums. Uh, so it's been a long road, but it's uh, starting to pick up now, and it's it's great. Yeah, I mean, um, your first album was released in 2015, if I'm correct. Yes. Blind, correct. No, Blind World was the second anecdote of Science and Soul, and... And since then, you've uh, pretty much released an album every two years, pretty steadily. And, Very steadily. Um, and and uh, yeah, I first time I heard about you guys was with your pre previous album, Apple of Discord. I think that mm -hmm. that was the time when you started to to make uh, some waves in the European scene as well. And uh, I had the the impression that it opened up a lot of opportunities. And you oh. you toured this one ex extensively and and had like pretty huge uh, support slots actually with 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 a couple of great bands. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, how, how did this? Um, how did it feel to to did 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 it w feel like like uh, a little bit of a breakthrough for you uh, when these opportunities were rising? I mean, uh, like you said, we we toured pretty extensively. I believe in uh, 2000. I mean, 2019 was the year we we released Apple of Discord around February, 
which we have done with pretty much all of our other albums, also in February, like you say, very steadily. Uh, but yeah, a lot of stuff happened. I think we played around 50 shows that year, which is for an upcoming band. That's uh, pretty amazing. We're very proud of that, that tour run. Um, but yeah, we got uh, amazing support slots for Soin and Dream Theater after the burial, and we've yeah we rounded off the the year with uh, playing in uh, in Japan, which we had done two years previously as well. Right before the whole uh, pandemic pandemic hit, we got home. Yeah, like two or three months before that whole thing hit. Uh, we didn't bring it. We, we weren't in China, don't worry. We're, we weren't the ones who brought it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, a lot of stuff happened that year. It was a great year. And then 2020 just... <laughs> Total opposite. For, yeah, for us and everybody else, of course. It sucked. But uh, let's hope we can get back up again soon. Um, definitely a breakthrough for us. That's... Uh, the, the best year we've had so far was 2019 with that album. Yeah, so um, uh, the new album, Comatose, did it, did, did it uh, develop? Did, did you uh, write and record it uh, throughout this whole pandemic year or do the songs date back from before already? I would say they, they, they definitely dated before uh, Corona hit. Uh, but they were also they were recorded during Corona. But most of it was actually written. Some of it was written right after it broke. The whole thing broke out and all that. But uh, yeah, we, we we recorded it like nothing had ever happened. You know, uh, our the 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 usual guy we uh, Chris Kreuzfeld, the guy we use uh, for recording and tracking all that stuff. He great guy, and everything was like the old days. So for us, it was pretty nothing special happened other than we were recording an album. But everything was, of course, closed, and people were hoarding toilet paper for some reason. Who knows why? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> same, here, same here in Germany. Yeah, it seemed like it was all over the world. I have no idea why. It's like thinking, okay, uh, a pandemic has hit. It's like post-apocalyptic. What is the thing that is going to make you survive? Toilet paper, apparently. So not non-perishables like canned beans or bottles of water no toilet paper you can eat that we all know that right <laughs> that was great everybody's gonna look back and laugh so hard at that it's great <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah, yeah one of those instances uh reality is just the the, the biggest provider of uh mean blueprints <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah we, were, <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about uh, comatose, of course, and um, the the writing and recording. So in Ghost Iris, how how do you guys write uh, your music? Do you, do you gather together in a room usually, or everyone is writing for themselves? Do you have like main songwriters, or is it a band effort? I'd say it's like a mix, but it mostly, I mean, I write my lyrics uh, by myself and uh, Nicholas. Uh, the guitarist, he's pretty much the main songwriter. He it always centers around the the riff, you know. Comes up with the riff, and then the drums get added afterwards, and then we put the vocals on with the melodies and the flows and and all that stuff. So, so yeah, kind of a band effort, but uh, mostly to Nicholas's credit, he he provides a lot of the the bones, uh, the skeleton for the whole uh, for the whole song. Um. So. As as we just heard, you guys were on tour for for um, yeah for 
for many many dates in 2019 uh did yeah. you kind of you know did he show you some new riffs on tour during sound check or in the you know in the in the band bus or did did you work on the songs while on tour or or not so much we uh, actually did work on them on tour but the ones that we worked on on tour never got uh, picked there were <laughs> okay. uh, some of the riffs maybe but not the songs in total but we, we did a few on the tour and uh, remember uh, distinctly we were in somewhere in germany aschaffenburg aschaffenburg in uh, germany yeah and we were in this uh, very uninspired uh, back backstage like concrete walls and like these disgusting fluorescent bulbs in the you know you can imagine right like very uninspired place yeah i remember daniel and i we were, <laughs> we were daniel he's like a personal trainer he's very into you know physical exercise and all this stuff and he had brought like some some rubber bands and some skipping ropes and some basic stuff to work out and him and i was working out out in the hallway and then we walked in all sweaty manly all manly and sweaty we were gonna make like a smoothie <laughs> making a green smoothie with the blender i had brought for the tour and then nicholas and sebastian were sitting in the corner and nicholas was was riffing and making a, a song that was actually the working title was aschaffenburg because it was made <laughs> in aschaffenburg uh didn't get a get a ended up getting picked though but uh yeah we we he showed us some on tour and when we're on tour we try to make the best out of our time and, and use it wisely yeah Yeah, Aschaffenburg is actually the Prague mecca in Germany because the 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 venue, uh, the Kolossal uh, there is is the one where every Prague tour goes to somehow, uh, up mm -hmm. to a certain um, level, of course. I mean, yeah, uh, like the size. Yeah, yeah I mean, Dev Devon Townsend and Dream Theater are too big, or Catatonia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're probably playing a bit. <laughs> but for showing Ghost Tires and Wheel, that was, uh, I, oh man, I believe we played there. I'm not sure though. I know we played in the Schaffenburg and it was a great show. That's what I do remember. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it could could be that it was was still the Colossal. I remember that tour. I saw that tour in Munich, of course, at the backstage Werk, which was, yeah, um, yeah. yeah pretty pretty big i think probably also for that tour was a pretty big venue because yeah. i mean i've seen so on on the previous tours and they constantly uh every tour they played the one size bigger which is cool which i'm happy uh about of yeah. course i'm happy for them uh but when they when they announced that they're gonna play backstage work i was uh a bit uh skeptical because i thought that maybe that that's still a little bit too big but it turned mm -hmm. out to be okay i mean i've, I've the funny thing is the in the same year um opeth played there and it was one of oh. the, in the same on the same stage and it was of yeah. course for for the opeth tour it was one of one of one of the smallest uh stages and uh, uh <laughs> venues okay. um they didn't even manage to fit their production on stage <laughs> ah, what a problem to have! <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's it, it, it's 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 kind of a middle-sized venue with twelve hundred people, and uh, I mean, Opeth yeah. and also Catatonia or Amorphis or Soilwork, they they're selling the place out, of course. Um, yeah, 
but yes, for for Son, I was uh, I was a little bit afraid uh, for the tour where you also were part of the package, um, but it was was fine. It was not sold out, but but the turnout was fine. And um, oh. so talking about this tour, I actually thought that of course uh, you guys were a little bit the odd ones out um, sonically, uh, as you guys come more from a metalcore and. Um, uh, okay heavier um more aggressive um angle of heavy music right uh yeah. so so how was this tour for you of how was the audience reaction for how did it feel for you that i was i'm very curious about that i mean like you say we of course we knew this get going into it we know that yeah we're kind of sticking out i mean uh both from Sewn and Wheel even. Uh, we realize this, but we, we, we tend to take everything with a, with a smile and uh, we, we like a challenge. So we went into it like the, we were going onto the battlefield every night to show, <laughs> to prove our worth. And um, I feel like, um, of course, not everyone, because we realize it's, it's a prog audience. Uh, we're not that prog, but we feel like it was reciprocated pretty well and we could see that people were enjoying it. So we felt like we... Uh, we uh, <laughs> earned our respect. <laughs> you know, I mean that in kind of a funny way, uh, but you know what I mean? Um, it was, uh, it was great. I mean, it, it's, it's always strange, but you know, it's, it's the grind. You have to do all these things, even though like, who are we going to complain that we're playing in front of an audience that may not prefer our style of music? No, we're not going to complain about that. We're going to be honored about the fact that we're getting to play. And specifically in this case for very big audiences, I believe in one of the, I believe maybe it was Amsterdam. There was like 800 at least. Oh, or was it in London? At least there was one where it was 800 or, or 1,000 almost. Yeah. So that kind of exposure, like pack away your ego, pack away <laughs> your uh, disappointedness, whatever you want to call it. I just made up a word, I think, disappointedness. <laughs> but uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was great. We enjoyed every moment of it and we would do it again. Actually, uh, yeah. Actually, speaking about progginess or anything about that, um, uh, yeah, I just um, listened to a little bit to Comatose again, and um, one of the what? singles was "Paper Tiger," and some of the chords uh, actually reminded me of Caligula's Horse, uh, which is, of course, also not a progressive metalcore band like you are. Uh, they are more in the in the modern melodic prog metal. Uh, a vein, so um, yeah, I definitely see some. There's definitely some prog going on in your music. I would say. I hope that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I For mean, you. Um, we we always say on the progcast that that we we're not the gatekeepers of prog, and we we especially on our later um, we're gonna have a a little uh, section at the end of our interview where, where you you're gonna see it. Um, um, where we're going to talk about uh, other stuff that doesn't have to be prog for us. Um, but yeah, we um, don't have to be, we don't have to be elitist or anything. You know? We're not elitism. Yeah, it's fair enough, you know. Um, still, I'm curious um, when, when you, when it started out ghost iris and and along the way um where where do you get your musical inspiration from where do you where where do you see your roots and where is your where do you see do you, do you think do you have the feeling you belong to any kind of scene or anything like that 
I mean, uh, if we belong to a scene or not, first of all, I would say that's, I don't feel like it's up to, to us too much to, to, to say that. I think people can put us in whatever box they want. And, you know, it's, that's the great thing about art and music. Like people can put a, whatever stamp on it that they want, but, um, inspiration wise, I mean, we're all very similar people in the band, all four of us, but also very different in many aspects. <laughs> Okay. I mean, my personal first uh, and Nicholas as well. Like Nicholas, he used to like Kiss. It's like his all-time favorite band. You know, okay. From, since he was a little, since he was a wee bloke, and uh, <laughs> I used to listen to like Michael Jackson. I still listen to Michael Jackson. He's, you know, he's the fucking, he's the king to me. You know. <laughs> and um, but we used, we have this this funny little thing that we say in Ghost Stars. We 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 swear to or adhere to the three M's. You know, the le- uh, the letter M. Yeah as in uh, Martin, uh, we say Meshuggah, Misery Signals, and Michael Jackson. That's like <laughs> our three. Three artists, bands that we can all pretty much agree on that we, we dig. So Meshuggah for the super heavy, Misery Signals for the hardcore, melodic hardcore, um, proggy stuff, and uh, Michael Jackson for some, uh, some catchy... Uh, some catchy sprinkle on top of it. <laughs> that, 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 that's probably the, the, the most comprehensive and um yeah description of your sound i've ever heard well done <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> um yeah you also mentioned that you are responsible for the lyrics in ghost iris um what are you writing about is there any any uh, specific uh, topics that you like to come back to that you like to explore any um influences that inspires you lyrically I mean, there's uh, usually I just write things from my, my perspective. And, you know, like I tend to say that my lyrics are like, it's like if there was a window into my brain, you know, you can peek through that window and see what what are the thoughts in my head and how I view the world and what I think is wrong with the world and what I think could be better and so forth. Uh, and I realize that many things in the world is not black and white. There's a lot of gray areas. But uh, I see lyrics as a, a way of getting frustrations out of particular subjects that you uh, have going on in your mind. So uh, it's it's a lot of it has used to be a lot about nihilism and uh, you know not only that but a lot of dark subject matters, which is I know cliche I guess for metal <laughs> like most metal isn't that about like dark dark stuff, but uh, but also past uh, in, in encounters with the other humans and relationships uh, as well that ended not so well and what i probably did wrong myself because i am i'm not an 18 year old kid anymore you know i i've grown older and i know that i'm not perfect at all i'm fallible just like any human and so i also deal with that through it you know looking back and seeing what i probably did wrong and what made the other person react the way they did but yeah it's um it's a lot about uh, my view of, of mankind and the fact that a lot of people I feel like are asleep, you know, they're just like going blindly, especially in Denmark, Denmark are very authoritarian. We're very like the government says something. Oh, that's, that's probably the best for us that we, we have to abide by them. You know, we have to like, Oh yes, yes, yes. Master. You know, we have to listen to, there are a few people though, in regards to Corona though, they, they call themselves men in black. Don't ask me why, but uh, they're like uh, anti-corona lockdown stuff so there are people who are standing up for uh for uh, their rights i would say but i feel like we're very authoritarian and we we, we 
do very much what the government expects of us and all that, right? So, uh, yeah, that's kind of the subject matter that I delve into. That, 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 that reminds me of a very interesting topic um, that we've talked about here on the broadcast a couple of times, especially um, because on the very first uh, broadcast episode, this is going to be the episode 133, by the way. And okay. uh, at the, uh, on the very first episode um, that was released in January 2018, 2019, um, we mm -hmm. had Agnete Kirkevog from Norwegian prog metal band Metamortem, and mm -hmm. out of that interview actually grew a documentary about uh, for the 20th anniversary of their debut album uh, Mercury from 1999, which my mm -hmm. the broadcast co-producer um, Randy M. Salo did, and which is gonna premiere soon. It's called Howl of the Underdogs. And it turned out to be much, much more than just a documentary of 20 years of a band. Um, and one of the topics that are more universal and, and not kind of uh, restricted to the metal or prog scene at all is um, the law of Yante and the conformity that goes with it. And uh, maybe you've, ah, yes. you've, you've, you've heard of it as it, It comes from yes. a Danish writer originally, if I'm correct. Yeah, we, we have it. Yeah, in Denmark, we call it Yandelon, the, the yeah. law of Yante, like you said. We yeah. Pronounce yeah. it differently, and but whatever. But yeah, yeah, it's very uh, seep, like seeps this, very deep in the this, Danish this, culture. This, 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 this conformist way of thinking and uh, yeah. not, uh, not wanting to stick out uh, of the crowd and uh, yeah. what, what it means if you... Um, If you grow up and inheriting the, uh, in, in, uh, inheriting these these um, this um, way of thinking and this way of behaving, and it, it's like the most normal thing for you. You've internalized it, and it's uh, everything is fine. But when you play in a band, I mean, you also have to have a little bit of a. Um, it it shouldn't be a problem for you to um stick out and say hey this is me uh, and i'm doing art and if you're interested in it here it is um so this is like uh i think it's a very very interesting subject uh to to look at and to to think about especially in regards to a, um bands in niche genres that are struggling to find their audience and or or not maybe not struggling to find their audience but um maybe having a bigger um uh, like having the the potential to appeal to a bigger audience outside of that musical niche so to speak and mm -hmm. uh, uh but but you know this thing in your head always says You're not supposed to stick out, <laughs> kind of standing in the <laughs> yeah. way to um, yeah. you, you yourself allowing to have some fame. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it's, it's very much like when you play when you play like you say a niche uh, type of music and you're uh, what some people in my case call eccentric. You know, I may, may not seem like that, but I'm trying to compose myself when I'm doing an interview, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's like yeah it's um the law of yante is like um uh, i understand why it's there but i i can also 
call out on its bullshit when I when I see it, because I think it it serves some purposes, but it's also it's also bullshit in some sense. Yeah, and uh, I think that that brings us back to to what you said about um, about your lyrics and and your how you see the world that there's a lot of gray areas that uh, mm-hmm. not everything or, or rarely anything is black and white and like uh, same same for the Yanta law as you said there's it serves mm-hmm. a purpose in society to to keep society together somehow or whatever and uh, but there's also some aspects that are that might be problematic in other ways um like with many things yeah, yeah. religion also serves uh, as like some sort of population control in some sense yeah. but it also has brought along some great things with it but it's also brought some bad things and I guess it's the fact of life, you know, it's uh, a knife can be used to cut some lovely food out, but it can also be used to stab somebody. Yeah. So, you know, it's uh, this life is very strange. <laughs> <laughs> um, Black and white viewing right now, I know, but you know. <laughs> Now, 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 now that now that I look at the at the album title again, uh, of course, I I kind of connected with what you said about people being asleep in Denmark. And the mm-hmm. album being called Comatose. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's not only about that, but it's uh, that that theme is ongoing a lot throughout. Yeah. Great. Um, yeah, we're we're uh, approaching uh, the 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 end of the interview, and as I uh, teased a little bit earlier, at the end of our uh, interview episodes, we have a little section that we like to call "What's in Your Walkman." So we, we, we oh Walkman old school yeah um so what have you been listening to lately was there anything that stood out that you would like to recommend to our listeners? Well, I mean and as I said I, it doesn't I, have to be prog or metal or anything. We ha- no 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 I I will uh, <laughs> definitely not uh, censor my my Spotify playlist I will just uh, say it how it is. Uh, <laughs> Recently, I've been listening a lot to uh, actually some bands that are on the same record label uh, as a ghost, as Ghost Stars, a band called As Everything Unfolds. I thought they were German, actually, because long branches of German record labels. I was like connecting it that way, but they're they're a UK based band, uh, female fronted. Not not that it matters, but uh, <laughs> she's got a great singing voice, regardless of her sex. I don't care. Uh, I've been listening a lot to them and. Uh, yeah, they they they, that, been, they 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 huh? they released a new album quite recently, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember when, but like, yeah, quite recently for sure. But um, other than that, uh, pulled out some old Michael Jackson again recently. <laughs> I do that every once in a while. You know, it's like every full moon or something. Listen to like some of the old uh, Michael Jackson stuff, Thriller and stuff like that. But also, uh, I listen to a lot of like synth, synth wave, dark wave, you know, that like electronic type music that has a very 80s based sound. It sounds like movie soundtracks and all that. Cool. A band called The Midnight, for example. I find them uh, yeah, like some, the top, top notch within uh, the so, poppier so, so, side so, of synth so, wave. Someone not too long ago already uh, recommended this on the broadcast. Um, I can't recall it now. Um, yeah. 
Anyway, um, yeah, speaking of synthwave, uh, one of my favorite artists in this uh, genre would be uh, Volcor X from France. He also released a single like last week, I think. Um, What's the name again? Volcor X. Volcor X. V O L K O R. Yeah, Volcor X. Found it. Yeah, yeah. Just going to take a screenshot of it so I have it. Great. I mean, he 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 does yeah. uh, um, veer into proggy territory uh, oftentimes, and nice. and uh, the 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 he's from France, and the French. The, there's one of the soilwork guitarists is from France as well, and he also plays some solos mm-hmm. on the last albums. So there's definitely oh, metal, oh, okay. metal and prog connection there. Nice. Um, so there's a lot of is guitar, a lot of guitar in it. Uh, not necessarily, but there's a, some nice accents with with some some awesome uh-huh. solos, you know. Um, okay. But uh, I also brought some some entries into our Walkman section for today, and um, actually, as we're recording this, it's uh, Friday, April thirtieth, and uh, this um, episode is gonna drop on Monday. Um, of on the Monday of your release week, as Comatose is gonna be out on Friday, May seventh. Correct? Yes, that's correct. Awesome. Um, so yeah, today uh, we had a, a new single uh, dropping from uh, from an Austrian uh, duo, two brothers. They called their dogs were astronauts, and they they heard about it yeah and, and their new single the pandora's box i think it's it's my favorite song from them so far it's like very very nice. proggy and i i really love it and um other than that i still have it open here in one of my um in one of my tabs i think um viljarta just dropped a new video i think it's from an older song but it's a new video from viljarta that mm-hmm. i really want to check out <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you know those guys, as they're oh, quite, yeah. quite big in the Booster, scene. I know Booster, he did the mix on Apple of Discord, uh, the guy who plays uh, uh, yeah. drums in Villiata. Yeah, he plays drums in Villiata. And uh, yeah, finally today, the new Gojira album dropped. Did you, are you a fan of Gojira at all? Uh, not much, but uh, I know them and I respect them very much. All right. Yeah, I listened to it once and uh, yeah, there's some cool stuff on it, some stuff I didn't like that much. But I'm definitely gonna listen again as they're. I mean, of course, they're huge, and I think the album was. They're quite, a great band, yeah. Was uh, yeah. they're they're one of the one of the biggest acts in heavy music right now. Um, oh. Yeah. So these would be my entries for the What's in Your Walkman section. Um, nice. As I just said, the new uh, Ghost Iris album Comatose is dropping this Friday, May seventh. Thank you so much for taking the time, Jesper. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you. All the best with the pleasure. release of your new album. It's going to be out on Long Branch Records. And um, yeah, that was it for today. Thank you for listening. And as always, take care of yourselves, take care of your loved ones, and keep listening to great music.
Progcast is a Stuist Media podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Progcast Podcast. To learn more about Stuist Media, check out stuistmedia.com. Progcast is hosted and produced by Dario Albrecht and myself, Randy M. Salo, and is co-produced by Janine Stengel-Lewis and Blake Lewis. Our theme music is by This Is Not An Elephant. New episodes of Progcast drop every Monday and Thursday. See you next time, Prog fam. Progcast.